This is episode eight of the Two Guys, One Team podcast. For those of you that are just joining us, this is a documentary. You are not necessarily, if you're terrible at fantasy football, you might get better. If you're good at fantasy football, you're going to have plenty of stuff to think we're we're wrong about. But uh, this is uh, me and my buddy Travis. We are managing a team together for the first time. And we have, let's just let's just put it mildly, some deferring views on how to run a fantasy football team. So this is us trying to figure out a way to work together on this and not blow up our friendship in the process. This week on episode eight, we are talking uh, NFL week one, uh, talking a little bit about Aaron Rodgers ripping out the Bears' hearts on one leg, talking a little bit about the 49ers, talking about how Travis wants to blow up our team and drop something like five guys. Um, we are... We're, we're right there. We've, we've put up a ton of points this week. I think we're going to walk away with a win. But uh, here's episode eight. Thank you so much for downloading. Please, at the end of this, rate, review uh, on iTunes. It would mean a lot. We're trying to get to new and noteworthy. Uh, the new and noteworthy section, we just need a few more reviews to start m- moving up the list. So uh, it would be great to get to the front page of, the, of uh, iTunes. So thank you all. Here's episode eight. All right, so big, uh, big first week for us, Trav. We uh, looks like we're gonna we're gonna win this for game the away. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna win this game walking away. Uh, we're projected one forty three. We're recording this after the Sunday night game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on one leg just ripped the Bears' heart out and ate it. And uh, uh, so we're projected one forty three. Uh, our opponents projected eighty eight point nine. Uh, we are presently sitting at 122 and he's at 68 he can't even get to 69 i was going to drop a nice joke in there but um, yeah so um all right uh, trev what what uh, what went well for us this week well the saints i think that was going to be the main standout for us is that the saints tore it up and they look to be doing that every single week so for us, that means one of our keepers, Kamara, and also Drew Brees. If uh, if the Saints can play the the Bucks at home every single week, I'll I'll be pretty excited. Yeah, for years that's been a just point rich environment. And hey, let's keep it going. They play Cleveland next week, so I think the party's going to continue. So, um, is that Cleveland game on the road? We it's, oh, we can talk. it's a home game for, uh, oh. yeah, Saints at home. All right. Well, they just put up 40 in a loss. So, uh, so much for that stellar defense that they had last year. Yeah, probably won't be uh, that high scoring against the uh, Browns. But, hey, they're still going to put up theirs. And Kamara's going to get his. And Breeze is going to get the yes. others. So, the, um, uh, the, the big news, I guess, is we got great days out of our keepers except for Kareem Hunt but Kamara did so well that he um that he covered for them and so those were our first three picks and then we got great days out of our last two picks the Broncos D yep. who put up 12 points in this league and Robbie Gold who had 11 points That's great on day. three for well, three well, so Eleven points from your kicker. What else do you want? You got double. Digits. I don't even know what a good day from a kicker is, but I want one that's in the red zone. 
Well, you don't know because the far the the if they're kicking from the red zone, that means that the field goals aren't worth as much. Yeah, I understand that, but I just want them in that position, scoring position. Yeah, well, I mean, we we've got a we've got a kicker on a team who can't seem to whose whose players are actually dropping touchdown passes. So this is a, a you're talking about a target rich environment. He's going to get a lot of field goal opportunities with players that can a team that can move the ball except in the last 30 yards who did i want i wanted philly's kicker that's what i'm talking about i probably don't even have them available so that's where it makes it tough yeah well i, I have no idea where the kicker started getting taken in the draft but anything Hopefully less than the last round is a waste so uh as, as far as things and uh, as far as things that didn't go well um, basically, I mean, we've got Brandon Cooks and Golden Tate still to come. So, uh, we're just, I think we're hoping for health at this point for those two guys. Yeah. There's, there's just finish, uh, hit your average. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Just, just be able to play next week is really all we need from you. 10 points each boys. That's it. Um, from there we had, uh, so we've still got two guys left to play. So we'll get a final score for, um, for Wednesday's. Wednesday, Thursday's pod for the waiver wire pod. Um, the uh, concern for us, though, I think is we've got at least three guys. Let's just say that we're not too concerned about Hunt. That we drafted, he would have been a first round pick. He would have been a first round pick if this was a snake draft. Instead, we got to use essentially our third round pick to keep him. So, you know, yeah, I'm not worried about so him. be it. Uh... Tyreek went off today, got the special teams uh, touchdown in there too. Uh, normally you're going to get more out of him. And they were just, for one reason or another, didn't fit him into the game plan, but he will be there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not too concerned about, about Hunt. I think he'll get there. He had some down weeks last week. I think he's more of a, much more of a boom or bust running back than, than either of us would like, but when he when he booms, he booms. Um, the concern concern for us, I guess, if we if we're gonna have any overreactions on week one, it's uh, Evan Ingram and Chris Hogan, who we have as starters, okay. and then Funchess. Um, I think between the th- three of them, they put up. Did they put up ten points? Yeah, about no. that range. Three, four point, yeah, uh, just I think almost exactly ten okay. points. So, um, and then Keelan Cole, who we expected to be better. Carlos Hyde had a good day. For you know, he Carlos Hyde had the day that we expect of Carlos Hyde, right? If if Hunter Kamara were to go down, that's right. What we took him for. I think, I exactly, think we quoted exactly. like twelve points on the guy. He hit thirteen. Bingo. Yeah. So. so um, and then guys like, uh, well, Mac, Marlon Mack didn't play, but, you know, initially your concern was that the, you know, if he's hurt and the other running backs My concern take is his he sucks. Yeah, well, oh, here, here's, here, let's play a game. Hold on, I got a quick game for you. Your concern was that he wasn't given an opportunity to shine because the team thought he sucked. And that's why they drafted new guys, right? Yeah. Does that sum that up? Okay. So um, I'm going to read you the stats of two players. I'll give you a hint. I've done this to you and Julio and Decker. This is cruel. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. One of them is going to be Marlon Mack. 
<clears throat> so uh, 333 yards rushing, four touchdowns, and 12 receptions for 68 yards. Hold for player B. Okay. Three hundred and fifty eight yards rushing, twenty one receptions for two hundred and twenty five yards. Which one's Marlon Mack? I'm going to say the second one because this feels like a fucking trap. Okay, who is the first player? And that's a that's a trap where you fall into soup, fucking trap. Right. <laughs> so who is the who is player A then? You got player B, right? Who is player uh, A? Is that going to be like one of the Patriots, where they're nope. like shuffled through committee? Nope. It's a running. It's a it's a running back that was drafted. Ingram. No running back that was drafted. Knowing that he was going to be a backup for a year, it's his rookie season from last year. It's just this player's rookie season. Well, I'm not sure. It's Carlos. Hyde. I was about to say, is this is this going to be Hyde? Because what did what did he have? hurt his shoulder or something? No, no, he was backing up a Hall of yeah. Famer, just like Marlon Mack was. Well, look at him now. Well, Marlon Mack's going to do fine. And no, I think, listen, I, they he's going to do fine. people behind Hyde like that. Sure they did. No. Sure they, they did. They had to because they got rid of Gore. Who They, they tried out a rugby player. Well, I mean, that's a spot. Why did like? There were some other guys. There were, there were some well. other guys. That, there were some other guys that washed out. But um, there's, uh, I mean, they, they drafted, uh, there was, he was on the. I see um, your point with I, that, but I truly believe that they did give Mac a, a chance and he failed. But then they, they didn't, drafted they didn't, two people like directly in the, it, who are sucking now. So where I've ended with this is if he is going to be a starting running back, he has value. If he's hurt, I'm just worried. Well, he's, he's obviously listen. He practiced this week, so I think that we're if you, you can know, we're at least if getting... you can tell me he's going to be the starting running back. Okay, check. I can tell you right now that n- neither of the guys that that they drafted did anything special. One guy was at two point nine yards per carry, and the other guy had seven catches for thirty. Like yards. we're post draft now. I know I'm going to be digging through kind of the waiver wire bin here, so. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think I'm not going to make and this like, is... a huge case against the guy. Like I said, if uh, he just needs to check that box, okay, he has potential to be that. And then, I mean, I'm still not yeah, sold on him. Now it's the injury, hamstring well, slinger. No, he, he, he practiced. He practiced this week, and so we'll 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 keep monitoring him. But I mean, as of right now, we can move him into the IR spot, and we open up that. Um, you know, he's he's quote-unquote out right now so if that doesn't change on uh on tuesday we can move him into the ir spot and pick up somebody else just to uh um just to fill out the roster a little farther okay um keelan cole i mean like you know uh oh and uh, one I think... point i did want to uh bring up uh we did kind of get into this over the quarterback tight end is we're gonna have to open up a spot 
on the waiver for the bye weeks, regardless for one of those guys. So someone being hurt is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got some time. So, um, Keelan Cole, I think only seven points, but three catches on 54 yards, which is just about 17 yards a catch, which was his average over last season. So, yeah, he's a little I mean, bit of is... a bigger play guy than high volume, and he went and he hits both. It's magic. Uh... Yeah, that's 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 those are that's an elite yards per catch. So if if, uh, if the Godels can get him the ball, <laughs> then then we should be okay. So, I mean, overall, listen, I mean, our, our top guys carried us. Our, uh, we've got our, our mid-tier guys are, uh, were a little less than what we thought, but, you know, it's week one. I'm happy to get out of there with a win and, um, and move on to, move on to week two. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what uh, Cooks and Tate do. Um, since Hunt and Hogan, we think they're going to bounce back, aren't really going to be an issue, especially, you know, one week when they have had good weeks before. I'm not worried. Uh, not saying I'm worried with Cooks and Tate. I just want to see because once you start to get four guys that are kind of iffy, that's where you start to wonder. I mean, I'm winning, but still want to chase perfection. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the guys that you had talked about during the draft was Royce Freeman. Yep. And Philip Lindsay just torched him. I don't know if he torched yeah. him. He beat him. I was taking note of that. Uh, Royce didn't have a horrible day. I mean, 15 for, 15 for 71 isn't horrible. And, and actually, Philip Lindsay had the exact same yardage line. But um, – uh, he had the uh, two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that which... uh, would definitely propel them ahead. Sometimes you got to take the touchdown out of it. I mean, in fantasy, that's definitely what propels them ahead. That's what you're looking at. But yeah, I mean, but that's that's um, you know that's that there's a lot of variance in touchdowns. So yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. But I think the 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 more surprising thing for me is that is that uh, Freeman didn't catch a pass and Lindsey did. So I mean, that's. Um, that might be a guy that we talk about yeah, abs- on the way. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's a little concerning that Freeman didn't, I thought he would be uh, kind of there for that role a little bit, maybe one a quarter, something like that, you know, nothing spectacular, but three or four a game and to get none. I, it's worth noting. And Lindsay and- to pick <clears throat> up for that. Uh, like I kind of said, I don't know if we're looking for someone that is filling just that role, but can't really ignore today from him right right um anybody else that stood out for you on our team just anywhere uh, well i think you were a little generous to our team i would uh i'd go hacking at our team but i'm not looking at the waiver wire and like i said this is post draft looking at waivers but i wasn't impressed by gold just because of his team's uh, well, because of his team putting him in scoring spots. Uh, well, okay, so let's have that. Let's before we move on to anybody else, let's just like I don't want to spend too much time on the kicker, but at the same time, like I think I think your logic is just fucking bass backwards. I think for, I think you want a high scoring team. Like I understand that you want a kicker uh, booting from deep, and then you could just get Janikowski. 
no, but here, here's no here's here's the here's the logic, um, and and specifically with the Niners because I've watched every snap of theirs for the last twenty <laughs> years. Um, where where they have been, where they were good last year, and why Robbie Gold ended up being a top five kicker, I think, for all of last year, um, was they could move the ball because they've got great play calling, and they can move the ball in big chunks between the twenties. So in the, in the non red zones, they can, they rip off all sorts of yards, but they don't have the talent or the athletes to actually get the ball into the capitalize in that last part. Okay. Right. So it's like they move the ball almost all the way there and then they bring in Robbie gold to, I mean, gold was like, Like, here's your 40 80 yards boys and bring in gold. Right, exactly. So, you know, I think that there's, you know, it's like, and listen, the guy was three for three. He got the extra point. He probably, he would have gotten, there was a drop touchdown today, a fumble at the one. I mean, there's, there was points that the Niners left on the field for him just by not actually executing, but it wasn't. I'd be selling um, probably Vinatieri or McManus to replace him. Yeah, but I mean, like, Vinatieri, like, isn't in a better offense necessarily than the Niners I'd say just because of luck and like I said the Niners uh, my opinion changed on them a little today I was buying with Goodwin hurt and the way they were running it I understand Minnesota's very very talented um yeah I just think that they're limited at um they're limited in weapons and that's going to start to be an issue more and more the deeper you go week by week uh, until that trend, uh, I, you know, reverses, I'm not buying really anyone on San Francisco right now. Well, I mean, that's, um, I listen, they're, they're good. Goodwin got hurt early in the game, bang knees, bang, got look, you know, got just like a hell of a fucking Charlie horse on his, uh, um, yeah. I understand he's coming back, but when he's, uh, you know, what I kind of realized is when, he was going to be the selling point, and he's down. I thought it started to look ugly quick. No, it's 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 the it's actually the reverse for me. It's like Cal Shanahan is the selling point for for any of the Niners. It's like if you, I don't I don't know how much of the game you watch, but like you've got a guy like Kittle who ended up in open space so often. Yeah, um, you know, it's like the it's it's the space that Shanahan creates for these guys that like. You know, Jimmy had an, a, a, the worst game I've seen him play um, of the You know, he started six, to get some right? gadget plays, and you're looking at uh, tight end plays and all that stuff. To me, but, they but, were but, great but, plays. But, it's just not sustainable. But Okay, listen, I disagree. I mean, Cal Shanahan's been, been, a, been running great offenses for four, five, six years now. It's like he's, he's, we're not do, they're not doing flea flickers. Right. I mean, it's like it's movement, it's play action, it's it's all these things. But he he creates room for the, he creates space for these guys. And the problem for the Niners isn't the middle of the field. It's the red zone. And so, you know, it's like, you know, Kittle, five catches for 90 yards. To me, it's still going to be um, the middle of the field because it wasn't today based on something that isn't going to be able to be there the whole time. Now, if they're down good when that's where they're going to start to need him, 
I'm not sold on Kittle week to week. That's the issue. So I like saying I'm not saying San Francisco can't get there right now. I can drop every single San Francisco player we have. Yeah, but I mean that's that's gold in the quarterback. So like, there's no reason to drop a kicker, and I don't think there's any reason to drop Jimmy after one rough game against the best defense in the league. Um. Well, I've kind of been I mean, down like, this path, but uh, since Breeze didn't seem to be out of form at all, and like I said, it's um, just replacing that for what I think is going to be one week, or if someone does get hurt, I get that, but based on today, we could have plugged so many quarterbacks in. Sure. I mean, like I said, I mean, uh, there's he had a bad game against the number one defense, and he was on the road, like with a banged up offensive line and his number one wide receiver went out. He still threw for 260 and, and um, you know, put them in a position where now we're starting to get into like game analysis. <laughs> but I mean, the Niners lost that game more than the, more than the Vikings well, wanted. Players, the, it, it tends to happen. Well, it's like, you, you know, you get Pierre Garçon dropped a touchdown. Uh, Alf, Alfred Morris fumbled on the one. I mean, these are, these aren't young guys. These are professional. These are veteran professionals. That are in, no, right there in the age groups that you would Jimmy like to. Jimmy did have a good day. I am worried about his weapons. That's oh, I I think it, the uh, and I, and until the he Niners has three guys that I can list off, and I'm just like, oh yeah, he's got these guys around him all day, every day. Go there, and it's like I'm stretching for one right now. Yeah, but I mean, until he has uh, three, he is so droppable to me. I, I'd rather stash Wentz. Is Wentz out yep. there? Wentz is a. Oh, we shouldn't be recording this. <laughs> Are you calling from a cell phone? <laughs> yeah. Prank caller. Prank caller. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. It's Wentz isn't out there. Never mind. That was your. That was. Well, in A League to be. Never mind. <laughs> um. The um, no, I mean, like, listen, it's like, no, this is still valuable for me, so yeah, if you don't want to recognize, yeah, I, I don't think uh, there's, there's nobody else that's on the waiver wire that I would drop Jimmy G4, but I can, uh, but I also see your point that if he's not a top 10, like, and I, I've already, I've already conceded this, right? Yeah. That if he's not a top 10 quarterback, then he's got no value, right? I mean, like, his only value is in being to us is in being a top 10 quarterback that is pushing breeze for um for playing time on our team and you know and breeze is coming off a season where he wasn't he wasn't today's drew breeze very often last year i think case keenum and i'm not even trying to be biased with that one well i mean he threw three interceptions i take andy dalton no, you I wouldn't. Might it was tough to get it out, but I mean, with Ross and everything, I I can see it. He's got weapons. He's got AJ. He Green. plays. Oh, uh, Chargers would be a little bit tough in the playoffs, but he plays Cleveland for the last game. Um. So. Anyways. Um. CJ or Cordero Patterson while we're talking about draft mistakes. (laughs) I'm not going to say it was a draft mistake. Um, It it was interesting with the guy. They did 
try and get him involved. I wasn't expecting to see it from the run game. So I thought those were all going to be passes. That's what they do with guys that don't catch good. Yeah, he he wasn't not necessarily catching horribly for them. For them, I just, I wasn't expecting to see runs out of the guy in that. Um, I'm not very interested in a buried running back or gadget guy when there's James White there. Uh, I thought he was going to step into one of the wide receiver roles. Like I said, I was willing to be wrong, but if we can still pull whoever that guy is going to be, if it is Dorsett, he's so little. I didn't think it would be him, but... Yeah, I'm st- I'm still trying to fill that role with the New England guy that's going to be, you know, Brady's right-hand man, if we can get it. Well, it doesn't look like it's fucking Hogan, and sure as shit doesn't look like it's Cordero Hogan, uh, we'll see. I mean, he can always... They've been high on him before. They've had great games together. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I, I was... said, I'm I'm willing to be wrong on Cordero here. It was. Uh... Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't spend a lot on him. So. No, uh, um, like I said, I thought those would all be passes. I think it'd be a little bit different conversation if they were. They may never be. So I can understand if we need to cut him for someone. I'd rather cut so many names before him still, but yes, he wasn't necessarily what I thought he'd be. Yeah, he's my he's my he's he's the guy I'm cutting if if we're if we've got to cut somebody. No way, I'd cut more before him. Well, more again, more has potential. Cordell Patterson probably we has never had five. You know, Cordell Patterson has never had 500 yards receiving in a season, and he's had four chances. DJ Moore has never had 500 yards in a season, but he just played his first game. I'll take that guy first. Yeah, there wasn't too much there, and it's it's tough on the waiver right now. I'm just not seeing who to replace him with. Yeah, there's there's a couple of guys. We'll get into that um, in a separate pod that we will release after the waiver wire is over, just in case we've got any lawyers listening in. Oh, and here's a good piece from the day. Uh, two of the top four tight ends seem to be done for, um, I'm just going to say the season. Well, yeah, dislocated ankle is bad. And then walking boot. So let's just call it eight weeks. And yeah. Yeah, so we're talking Delaney Walker, who I have in a different league, and Greg Olson, who Travis has in the same league that I have Delaney Walker. So we're going to be fighting over waiver wire tight ends this week. Did you did you draft two tight ends or no? I know, but this is why I like one over the second quarterback, which is why I dropped Jimmy G because this well, guy is going to come you, in. But you and it, you drafted you drafted two quarterbacks in that other league, though. I uh, I did, but I didn't. I explain yourself. I didn't want to at all. Hypocrite. I didn't want to at all. Um. The shot clock was on. I realized I couldn't take another wide receiver. I wanted another tight end and couldn't come up with one, and it basically expired into that. So, okay, and since we're, since we're, since we're going it, into overrated. It gets worse um, if when I actually did get the quarterback that I wanted, uh, lo and behold, they have the same bye week, so one's going to have to go regardless again. So, yeah. 
All right. So um, the guy... bringing up more draft arg- bringing up more draft arguments so that we can have a very small sample size overreactions to. On on the good side, Kelvin Benjamin got seven targets. On the bad side, Nathan Peterman was throwing him the ball, yeah. and so he only got one catch for ten yards. Aren't you glad we didn't draft? No, him? because we were just gonna have him as a bench guy. That was I. I only pitched volume. That's it. He got the volume. Eventually, that's gotta be something. They're gonna be behind every single game. The Buffalo quarterbacks combined for a 33% completion percentage today. Yeah, that was dog shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm good on anybody who has to catch the ball in Buffalo. But, I mean, look, we were going to do him like – it was like him or like Corderell, I think, at that point. No, no, this was like – this was the – oh, I had I have this up and everything. Where is it? Where is it? Hold, please. Oh, this was, uh, this was in the. He was he was gonna be the tenth pick. He was taken right before us. Ooh. It's not that he was gonna be the tenth pick because it was my pick, and I'm sure shit wasn't drafted. Okay, that's that's but, too high. But I think we, and I didn't necessarily want him. I think I mentioned with a few others right there. It wasn't outright take this guy. It's a volume thing. Yeah, I mean, you, anyways, you, that was. That was your He's guy. He's still a bench stash. Uh, I and 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 this is just again the the difference of philosophy. Like once once guys have kind of shown me who they are, I I stop picking them up. Um, I'd rather take a Keelan Cole and all his upside than have to like bang my head against the fucking <laughs> table every single time Kelvin Benjamin catches one of seven passes for ten yards. Uh yeah, I think you're gonna get a little bit better grouping than that most of the time but the seven seven targets was nice again but it's all relative to who's throwing the ball uh, yeah we've noticed that with the bills <laughs> so um listen i still think we're in a solid spot um you know we're gonna win this week running away we've got two guys left to play we've got a shot at putting up the high score in the week i think there's some waiver wire guys that are uh, relevant to us um, and we'll talk about them on our on our next pod um, anything else that stood out for you from from this week um you know just the first week's always interesting defenses tend to tighten up and so I'm just kind of curious uh, I still need to look at this of how many quarterbacks uh, changed teams and how many wide receivers stepped in to be that new wide receiver one. So I think that's still going to sort out as we noticed like Deshaun Jackson was way up there today. I mean, congratulations. That looked awesome. Then you get random standouts like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, week one is just kind of funky, but there can be some trends that pop up and it's a great time to pay attention to the waiver. Um, so one of the things that one of the positions that we were going to be able to kind of compare and contrast over the season, because, you know, it's like you and I were basically working off of two different draft boards, but, um, you know, Juju Smith was there for me. Um, he was somebody I wanted there in, instead of Brandon. Oh Cooks. yeah. Aguilar. So, That's who I wanted instead of Kelvin Benjamin. There you go. Let's see where Aguilar went. 
anyways, but um, um, Agalor, Agalor could have, we could have, you could have taken Agalor instead of Breeze. That was the um, but 11th. I like the, uh, yeah, that was the 11th pick. And I mean, and Aguilar, now that, now that we know that Jeffrey's going to be out for weeks, not days that, um, you know, he's going to have more value, but, um, the, uh, uh, Juju had a good game, so we'll see how he stacks up. We'll see how, see how Brandon Cooks looks, but Cooks isn't a good offense. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with with what he's going to do. Um, one of the offenses that we talked about. I mean, it's a bit of a. It's a obviously a big. Um, uh, they had one of the big wins this week. Uh, the rate uh, the Ravens went for forty seven against the Bills. I didn't personally uh, see that game, but just looking at the ticker, it was awful. Uh, yeah, the Bills are terrible and basically look like they're going to get the first pick in the draft. Um, and what I thought was interesting for us, and this is kind of because you, you, you and I had talked about Crabtree and, and you know, you were higher on him than I was. Um, and mostly because – and then one of the reasons that I wasn't high on him was that I just didn't know who – I think Crabtree's probably the best guy they've got, but it's just, you know, it's like – They've got so many new parts. What was what – I'm looking at the, the box score right yeah, here. Yeah, it's like one of those it, power vacuums. It's like, this guy should be in the top. Seven, but... seven guys caught more than three passes. Nobody caught more than five. Um, six guys caught uh, – had more than 30 yards receiving. Nobody had more than 49. <laughs> like they are. Um, they, weren't you starting to get two quarterbacks though? So you might start to see their, uh, you know, the guy they're most familiar with. Wait, what? I mean, did Flacco play the entire game? Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson only threw four passes. Oh, I thought he, I thought he contributed more. So never mind. I was going to say, you know, sometimes that throws it off a little. They just throw to the practice squad guys they're most familiar with. <laughs> No, it's um, – no, I mean, uh, Willie Sneed, John Brown, Nick Boyle, Crabtree, Max Williams, Mark Andrews all caught at least three passes for 30 yards. Um, yeah, we went uh, there was... to Sneed um, maybe a little bit more than I was expecting. But uh, I still think Crabtree is the guy to own there. I do too. I just I, – I just – I think he's um... – I think he's still living. I think he's still living off of 2016, that big year he had with the Raiders, and uh, um, I just don't think he's dominant enough to like kind of overwhelm uh, or take an overwhelming share of of the targets. Um, my 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 big pick, my big playoff pick, the Brownies. They are. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to re-release that that outtakes that we did on the on the Browns where I was laying out the the case for the Brownies playoff spot. Uh, was there a tie in there? I don't know if you, um, if you illustrated that point. What happens if a team ties all sixteen games? Uh, I don't think they've even played out this contingency plan. Uh, someone's gonna have to madden this one down to it and just see what happens. I mean, what? What would actually happen? Because uh, I guess somewhere in there would the... probably come down to home team as to who specifically gets like you know dead last pick and all this stuff. <laughs> well, okay, never mind this. This this this. So tying. So they have a five hundred winning percentage right now. 
which makes sense because a tie is exactly that, a tie. So um, if they were to tie all 16 games, that would be like going eight and eight. So um, I still think that I still think they go, they get to, I was, I used to think they were going to get to nine wins, but now they might have eight wins and a tie. Hell no. The bills just make it so awful. What? I mean, that division is just crap because of them. They just skew it the wrong direction. Yeah, now they're going to pick up two wins off the Bills. Well, the Browns don't play the Bills. The Browns are in the wrong. Yeah, the Browns are in the uh, north. They're just. They're, it's not. They're never going to get there. I think they do. They're never. I think they do. Never. I think they beat the Bengals Let twice. See who they're going against here. There's no way. No way. Especially closing out the season when they're going to need wins. You've got at Houston, Carolina, at Denver, Cincinnati, at Baltimore. <laughs> Not happening. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at it the other way. They'll pro- they'll lose. They're at New Orleans. They'll lose. They'll beat the Jets at home. They'll beat the Raiders. Um, they if they're going to if they're going to finish with nine wins, they're going to have to beat. Baltimore at home. Um, this is going to be like four Bal- wins. Tampa Bay, they should be. At Tampa? Um, yeah, but it, Tampa is Tampa's not going to be a good team. Like, I know they just put 48 points on the on the Saints, but they're not going to be a good yeah, team. Yeah, uh, Saints defense has had some issues over the years, so I get yeah, I mean, last year they were top ten units, so I don't know if the hell got in there. But last year, since they missed before, that... they were like at the bottom. So let's put them like right in the middle. They're probably about the twentieth, and they're just not that great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, no, I think I, I, anyway, Brown, Brownies are off to a good start. Well, they're not going to lose week eleven. That's their buy. So, well, there I'll, you I'll go. I'll meet you on that one. Um. What else? Uh, what else popped out from this week? Well, I'm like I said, I'm still so curious about the Monday night games. I have so much invested in what the Raiders and the Rams could be. Like, what is this other leagues? No, just in general. I mean, from this one, we have Cooks. Um, I'm just. I want to see what we can pull out of there. I want to see if Gruden's teams are going to be – or team is going to be just a bust or a go. And mostly it's looking at the Raiders here. Well, I think – I mean, the, the Rams, I think, are going to be one of the best, if not the best team in football. Yeah, um, with that high-volume uh, offense carrying over and now this defense. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're well, – yeah, so it's, it's, anyway, they're gonna have that's gonna be a game. I think the I think the Rams probably blow out the Raiders. Um, the the Bengals and Colts, it's kind of a nothing game for me. Um, Dolphins Titans, I couldn't bring myself to turn on. I don't the, the Red Zone Channel barely had it on. Um, Deshaun, well, I mean, Watson how good he was skipping around all day. What's that? Were you? Uh, Talking about the Dolphins game, yeah, I mean, well, it's just between the, the between the yeah, hurricane like delay seven and, hours, so yeah, so um, Deshaun Watson looked terrible. I know that. Uh, 
but Dak looked like dog shit, so there was that one too. Yeah, but I think I mean like I don't have him in my top twenty quarterback. No, me either. There. I was just kind of like I don't I don't expect much from him. I mean he's uh Well um, how about this one? Who's yeah. gonna be the quarterback in Tampa once a once uh, unsuspended or I mean I think that you locker draft, room likes you, you, Fitzpatrick. I mean, I know they like Winston too, but they seem to like Fitzpatrick, so it's going to be hard to, you know, knock that loose if he's doing well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, God, it's like, <laughs> who, here's here's who should be the quarterback in Tampa. Whoever Mike Evans likes more. Okay. That should be the quarterback. Whoever Mike Evans likes more should be the fucking quarterback. Well, that's kind of where I was that's, going with it anyway. Like, the locker room seems to like him, but... Yeah, that's the only... Like, that's the guy I would be trying to keep happy in in Tampa Bay, is keep Mike Evans happy. He's the guy that gave us Johnny Manziel. So, you know, if, if not for Mike Evans, there's no Johnny Manziel. And I think, uh, similarly, you know, he's going to make he's going to make whichever guy is throwing the ball in Tampa look better than they should. Yep. So. Oh, and did I mention that I'm uh, worried about Evan Ingram? Um, that, I mean, he the light game, but the, I think the, you know, he didn't get a ton of targets. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one game, but I'm not, I'm not worried, but I think if he's strung, you know, two or three of those together, I think he's an instant drop. I guess that's just kind of where I'm at with, like, the team. I'm like, yeah, it's somewhere between Cooks, Tate, Ingram, like, Hogan. Like, I'm just, like, I feel myself shifting in my seat. I'm like, who's – they're all going to do so, it. So I'm not – so I'm not worried at all about Tate. He's in the same offense he's always been. He's got the same quarterback he's always been. It's not like he's 36 or 37. And he's going to just start getting old all of a sudden. He's going to catch his 90 balls this season, or it's going to be a huge aberration. Like, it would be a huge surprise to me for him to not catch 90 balls. Yeah. I, I so think not, this is the year that he does pass Marvin Jones, and people thought he was going to last year. What do you mean, pass Marvin Jones? He's been the number one receiver in Detroit for four years. I thought Marvin Jones was uh, higher last year than him. Uh, I mean, Golden Tate, like I said, four straight years catching 90 balls. Yeah, you know, I get that, but I was pretty sure it was, like, slightly, but uh, pretty sure he was, like, 11th compared to, like, 15th. Um, well, that's, that's, that's what the Google machine's for. Let me see. Um, ninth. I'm not. How about that? Tate last year was ninth? I mean, it's going to p- depend on the league. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, that's uh, looking at Jones here. So Marvin Marvin Jones last year had 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 a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he and was supposed to be the number two and ended up being the number one. He went six sixty one for eleven hundred yards and an eighteen average, which is just fantastic. Yeah, there he is nine. So that that's the issue. But, this is like I said. I think this is the year that he finally passes him. But uh, you know, like I said, they said that last year too. I mean, uh, Marvin Jones had a hundred more yards, but um, Tate had thirty more catches. Yeah, or twenty-five more catches. So, 
I'd still uh, Golden Tate to me is still the guy that yeah yeah is he's he's the safety valve he's the reliable guy in that offense well we kind of discussed this like yeah it's gonna bounce around in a few of these teams and I think we won with him I think we're gonna win with Hogan and when it came to Minnesota I think Diggs is the winner over Thaling there uh yeah I think both are uh that's the thing I think it's gonna be a couple weeks before we know because it's like you know, they both just kind of exploded last season. And, and, and then to explode like that and then switch quarterbacks, it's going to be interesting to see which one Cousins ends up favoring it. I mean, looks like it looks like Thielen off of the first game. Not that game, Thielen but... isn't amazing. And, you know, he could be like the volume guy that snakes in there. I think Diggs is the unique talent. Yeah, I think Diggs is amazing. So that's the, I guess that's the difference I see. And, you know, sometimes fantasy, it can translate different. But uh... – yeah. To me, he's more of that X factor. He's a little more juice. No, I think. Um, I, I, okay, so if we're if we're going back to our team, the guys I'm concerned about right now are um, uh, out of our keepers. Hunt is the most concerning to me, um, but you know he was concerning to me at times last year as well. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not uh, concerned I think about. We're Kamar. still looking at a top worst 15 guy so to me it's just like hey he it's not even like he had a bad game i just feel like game flow was just a not in his direction um those yeah i was like brutal on what to do for fantasy by the way when i mean but here's the here's the here's the only problem is that you know it's like they went up early and you'd think they would have relied on the running back to take some pressure off of the quarterback. But, then Rivers you know, started like, scoring. So yeah, it did feel like that. And it's like, Ooh, there. Yeah. So, you know, you've got, um, uh, Ingram, um, Ingram, Hogan, and, um, Ingram, Hogan, Funchess, and are the three guys that, we drafted because we thought we were going to be able to play them. Um, and they weren't flyers, right? I mean, Funches yeah, yeah. wasn't supposed to be a flyer. Hogan wasn't supposed to be a flyer. And Ingram, obviously, is the only tight end we took. Well, so he's Funches was a, a little bit of a flyer. Um, at that point, I think we were in, we knew we were into our bench. But it's like, this guy will play on a few bye weeks. And we need him to be a good filler if he is. I think with Olsen getting hurt, um, you know, I'm not going to hate on the guy yet. It wasn't a great game, especially in like half PPR leagues, but. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, again, these are all week one overreactions. Like I'm not, I'm not tripping on the team really at all. It's like, I think all of this will even out. I don't think, you know, Kamara is going to have 40 points every week. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, but if he can, he'll, he'll probably settle at probably an average of 20 or 25 somewhere in there. Which means he's gonna have to put up just to just to balance out this forty-four point game. He's gonna have to put up a fucking a, a shit stick. Yeah, just uh, right. So level it out. Um, the fantasy gods. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Funchess, uh, you know, Funchess led. Uh, Funchess last year was the leading receiver for the Panthers. So you know, it's like we're. And I think that's what we're uh, chasing in. And I don't think there's any metric that's knocked us off that path. In fact, I think with Olsen gone, we're right back on it. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, I mean, all in all, happy with the team. We're a week in. Um, we've got a win under our belt, barring some kind of calamitous um, explosion from, um, God, who is it? 
who let me let me see who we're rooting against over the next two days. Oh, um, for the other guy. I mean, I was going to say yeah, we got, we're, we're going text. up against Marshawn Lynch, Marvin yep. Jones, and and the suspended Mark Ingram. So as long as Mark Ingram doesn't get unsuspended and go back in time and play in today's game, um, I think, I we think got we're we're good on that one right there. Yeah. Um, so any uh, any final thoughts? Uh, not so much on you know just since it's such a small sample. There's hard. It's you want to make overreactions. I think we both do. I'm ready to drop five people, and it's kind of like uh, when you look at the waiver, you're like, oh wait, hang on. A lot of this is potential based. So let's see a couple games on a lot of it. Yeah, it's you know it's um it's it's like you know it's like you get a trade offer between the draft and the first week of the season. It's like what, why? I like my team. Otherwise, I wouldn't have drafted them. What what possible good does me making a trade right now do? It's like I have no idea what leverage I have. I have no idea about how any of my players are going to play this season. Right? There's no. I could I could win this trade just as easily as I could lose it. And that's kind of the same thing behind, you know, it's like I almost never make a waiver claim between uh, the draft and week one. I, I rarely ever make a trade before week four. Um, I usually yeah, I think you know, there's a lot of waiver juice right there. And before week one, you just kind of look at, well, to me, I usually use the high volume offenses and just go, what did I miss? Is the but like, why? Yeah, but why wouldn't you have just drafted those guys? That's it's like, why wouldn't anybody have drafted those guys? That means like, a hundred and seventy, call it a hundred and fifty players went, and nobody took this. No, guy. I get like, it. The guy, you... I get it. But you know, like, it happens. For example, Odell Beckham fell out of a lot of drafts to waivers. Oh, but he. Was, I'm not saying he was week one. You would have known it, but you know, there's just. But he was like in in uh, in the auction league. He was drafted and then dropped. Let's, and then I picked. Let's him up. say Marlon Mack was still sitting there. You might be like, "Hey, I think we, you know, these guys sucked. I think that we might be able to get, you know, potentially the Colts starting running back." So I know we have him, so it's kind of a weird claim to make. But I think it would be one of those situations. If uh, Peyton Barber was still sitting there, something I need to look at the list, but stuff to keep in mind. Um, one last name would be my parting thought um, because it might be his parting season. <laughs> but Frank Gore, nine rushes, 61 yards. And he banged out like a 21 yard run in there or something. Nine rushes, 61 yards. I mean, you'll I mean, take almost seven yards. In the weather, you're going to give it to a boulder and just let him run with it. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's I – mean, um, God, do you know he's only 5'9", Travis? I mean, good, yeah, like I said, he's a little boulder. Like, I mean, I guess – he's so amazing. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hate him. Good for him. Uh, I don't even think Kenyon Drake did shit, so there's – Drake had um... – uh, 14 carries, but to me, you know, and Gore had nine. Like, this is the problem with Kenyon Drake to me was that I I knew that Frank still had, you know, he's the smartest runner I've ever seen play football. He doesn't take big hits. He always finds the crack to get through. 
And, uh, you know, it's like coaches like that. And if, if, if they, if he's the best pass protecting running back I've ever seen, he knocked Sean Merriman's. No, that was Darren Sproles. I think he knocked a bunch of guys out just like cranks them in the pass protection. So it's like, he's got a role there. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to, uh, see him get traded to the Patriots or something so he can make a make a playoff run so right they do plug uh, little things like that kind of like the james harris and cases like really none of you newcomers can beat this guy all right you're right still exactly i guess just, let's, let's do this just grab this 35 or 36 year old running back uh you know for <laughs> you know a 2023 seventh round draft pick and uh hey, i saw this guy lifting pallets he looks good Oh, uh, the guy that is, so if, uh, if you're listening and you want a name to watch out for Mike Williams, uh, got drafted in this league. I picked him up in another couple leagues, but, um, five catches for 81 yards, um, highest drafted wide receiver in the 2017 NFL draft. Everyone else is dropping for... balls today, so they might go back. Uh, yeah. So, more and Ty- yeah. Tyrell Williams dropped a touchdown in the end zone. So Benjamin did too. Um, it's uh um anyway that's that's the name for for all of you kids out there to to latch on to try and go get mike williams big dude big target and uh already putting up some some points so if you've got if you've got a banged up team or just kind of a weak bench um go grab mike williams oh yeah and so let's just say i am dead wrong on Cordell patterson is dorset i will say it, that i i will say okay that. cool i mean like i said it was it's low risk uh, is is what I'm trying to get out of New England still there, i.e. Dorset? Is Dorset, you know, what I'm trying to fill in there? Is he worth a flyer? I mean, Dorset, listen, a guy that got seven targets for seven and caught all seven of them and got a touchdown, I think is worth a flyer. This is, Absolutely. This is all around the question I've been asking the whole time. If Brady's number two, who is he throwing it to? Is that guy still available? If it's Dorset, I say that we bounce someone and get him. It, well, I mean, I, I would I would bounce Cordero. I, I understand the play. natural slide out, but I say just bounce Jimmy G for a tight end and get Marlon Mack out of Don. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can get rid of Patterson for Dorset. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's well, let's let's save this for the uh, let's save this for the waiver wire episode because there's there's a couple other names that are out there that I think we should talk about, but I think we should talk about it in in uh, in, in more holistic terms. Yeah, this so, is a good um, for that, so that works for me. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, hey, uh, congrats on our first win as co-managers, and uh, um, I hope your team shits the bed in the other league so that I get high score this week. Uh, yeah, that uh, elusive nine. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> I know. All right. Later, I'll man. talk to you later, man. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Two Guys, One Team podcast. Really appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, review the podcast. You can all do all of that from your iTunes app. It's going to be huge. Our goal for this year is to get onto the new and noteworthy section. There are some there's some good podcasts up there. They've got thousands and thousands of ratings and reviews, but there's also some slackers up there. We can jump ahead of them just by getting 30, 40, 50 more reviews. So um, we're very close. 
We really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate every single person that uh, takes takes time out of their day to listen to our little journey here on our fan, with our fantasy football team. So thank you so much. Again, subscribe, rate the podcast, review the podcast, leave five stars. We love you to death. Thank you, everyone.